Oh, sorry, I'm tired, Brad. I haven't been sleeping well. My sheets are not that soft. Well, you should get sheets that are softer than a dwarf's butt. Those exist? Yeah, and I have a pair of them. Well, what is this brand of sheets called? Parachute Sheets. It's, oh. a, it's a great company. Nice. Parachute is an online bedding brand based in Venice Beach, California. And, Love Venice. And let me tell you one thing, Adam. Great sleep starts with your sheets. I know that. And Parachute not only has great sheets, but they got duvet covers, pillowcases, all the bedding essentials to give your sleep a superior edge. Well, I, I want to know, though, like, is there a website? Is that where I order the stuff? Is, is it easy to use? Yeah. Parachute's website is straightforward, very very easy to use. All you do is select the bedding items you want and then have them delivered directly to your front door. It's that easy. But by a dwarf? Well, maybe not by a dwarf, someone that can carry all of those sheets. <laughs> now, what about the shipping and the returns? Like, what's it, How much does it cost? It could not be easier. There's free shipping. You like free stuff, right? Fuck off. Yeah. I sense a Jewish joke coming. <laughs> There's free shipping, free returns, and a 30-night risk-free guarantee so you can rest easy. Boy, they sound cool. Could they get any cooler? You bet. They partner with the United Nations Nothing But Nets to send life-saving bed nets to help in the fight against malaria. That's awesome. Listen, I've slept on these things, and I've never slept better. It's a great great company. We're talking about the sheets, right? Not, Not dwarves? Yes, I've slept on sheets, not dwarves. I'm not that rich to where I can have a bed made of dwarves. <laughs> Although, now that I have that idea, I'll be right back. Shop online at parachutehome.com slash ALN for new sheets, duvets, and other bedding essentials and receive $25 off your first order by using the offer code ALN. That's parachutehome.com slash ALN and save by using the offer code ALN, which stands for About Last Night, the podcast you're listening to. Here's a new episode with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show, wherever you get it, iTunes, Stitcher, Android, iPhone, wherever you're getting it. Maybe you just uh, have crazy, you know, fucked up dreams and you you dream the podcast. Hey, if if you're getting it in your dreams, I want what you're smoking (laughs) or drinking or shooting or whatever it is. Um, And you're welcome. Uh, t- today's episode is uh, so fun. Uh, our guest is Josh Wolf from Chelsea Lately, from Comedy Central, from The Tonight Show. Uh, un- unbelievable dude, unbelievable comic. Uh, been in the business for a minute, has, um, has kids, has amazing road stories, opened for 50,000 people for Larry the Cable Guy in Nebraska, traveled the world with Chelsea Lately. Um, his stories of you know being a father and being a, a grinder in this business um, it's some shit I haven't heard before and it was uh, really enlightening and inspiring we talked a lot about the the past and present of kids today uh, you know obviously Brad and I with our nieces and nephews to uh, to speak to that uh, Josh with kids um, and uh, we talk sports we talk comedy it, it's just the energy that was in this uh, this discussion is uh, just awesome I mean the 90 minutes flew by you're gonna be like oh shit already it's done because no no dead air no beat skipped Josh will be back for sure uh, he's a great dude a great comic and uh, crushed it on the podcast him and I had only met one other time prior to this and uh, at the goddamn comedy jam hosted by Josh Adam Myers the uh, amazing show that uh, just got picked up for uh, Comedy Central. Uh, it's going to be on Comedy Central. We've talked about it a lot on the pod, and now you guys are going to get to see it 
uh, on TV. Uh, I've done it. Brad's done it. I'm doing it at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival next week in Austin uh, and also at Bonnaroo when I do that festival. I'm on two comedy festivals this year, baby. Super pumped. Bonnaroo is going to be amazing because Divine and I are doing some shows, Adam Divine, and uh, Pearl Jam is playing, and I've never seen him live, and uh, I'm finally going to get to. And uh, maybe I'll rush the stage during Jeremy. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. All right? Uh, but anyway, today was a lot of fun. Josh is the man. And, uh, and you know, we, we started a new dude friendship, which doesn't happen a lot. At this stage in, in the game, in your mid-30s, come on. Uh, follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Wolf Comedy. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad. Follow the podcast on Twitter at ALN Podcast. At ALN Podcast on Instagram, Adam Ray 33 on Instagram, Brad Williams uh, Comic on Instagram. Live tour dates, Brad Williams tonight through Saturday is in Richmond, Virginia at the Richmond Funny Bone. Uh, go see Brad April 14th through the 16th at the Richmond Funny Bone in Richmond, Virginia. Get your tickets at funnybone.com. And then, of course, Brad Williams next week, uh, April 21st through the 23rd, is at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, Texas, where I will also be. We're doing some select shows out there, doing a lot of podcasts. It's going to be a blast. Come out and see us, Austin, Texas, Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Um, get your tickets, I think, at MoontowerComedyFestival.com. Um, I've got some local L.A. shows. I'm in town for the next few weeks before I go to Austin. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, i got three shows. I'm at the Comedy Store Original Room at 10.30. I'm at the Ice House at 8 p.m. And I'm at the Comedy Store Belly Room at 9.30. Um, Ice House in Pasadena at 8. Comedy Store Belly Room at 9.30. Comedy Store Original Room at 10.30. This is all tomorrow night. Saturday, i got four shows. Um, 8 p.m. I'm doing the Backyard Comedy Show in Playa del Rey. Check my Facebook and Twitter for info. Uh, 9.30, Comedy Store Belly Room. Uh, 10 p.m., Hollywood Improv. 11 p.m., Comedy Store Belly Room. And then actually again uh, at midnight at the Hollywood Improv for the Midnight Snack Show. Where I've been doing a lot of the uh, improvised musical comedy that I've been doing with my buddy Avery Pearson. Um, which is a lot of fun. So check all those dates and info at adamraytv.com and bradwilliamscomedy.com. And, of course, uh, get all your ALN merch at estoymerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com. Uh, that's where you get all your ALN merch, hats, mugs, shirts, posters. Get them, bring them to the shows. We appreciate all your support. Uh, you guys uh, in West Palm Beach at the Improv last weekend were so awesome. Uh, some of the most fun shows I've had in a long time. A lot of ALN supporters uh, and merch and signed uh, signed a lot of mugs, which was cool. People brought mugs to the shows. That was super dope. Uh, so estoymerchandise.com for all your merch. Get it. Bring it to the show. We love you. And, of course, uh, if you're subscribed on iTunes, thank you so much. If you haven't done so yet, go to iTunes, type in About Last Night, give us a five-star rating, and comment on the iTunes page. Helps us climb the charts. Uh, and to continue to uh, you know get ourselves out there in the podcast world, uh, a comment, an iTunes uh, five star rating helps so much, guys. Uh, your emails and tweets have been amazing. We appreciate all the support, um, the fans of the week. Hope you guys have uh, enjoyed your your merch. The support is is greatly appreciated. So many great episodes coming up. Um, shit, Goo Goo Dolls is. At the top of the list for me, I, I want to put that out tomorrow, but we got to wait a little bit more because we're trying to, uh, you know, coincide it with the uh, with their album release. Uh, iTunes is going to hook some shit up for that, so uh, but that'll be soon. Um, thank you for watching Separation Anxiety Tuesday nights TBS 10 p.m. Uh, me and Eliza Schlesinger. Uh, I think there's 10 more episodes, so uh, DVR that shit Tuesday nights 10 p.m. TBS. 
and uh, continue to watch and support uh, our game show so we can get another season. That would be dope. Oh, and after Austin, I will be at Laugh Boston in Boston, Massachusetts at Laugh Boston, April 28th through the 30th. Uh, get your tickets at laughboston.com or adamraytv.com. My first time there, so pumped. Uh, come out and see me, Laugh Boston. My first time to this club, come out, let's have a good time. Um, it's going to be a blast. Oh, shit, and I, I should probably talk about this as I posted it um, uh, earlier this week on my Facebook and my Twitter and my Instagram. Um, hey, man, uh, not only am I in Ghostbusters, I'm the voice of Slimer, baby. I can talk about it. How fucking cool is that? Um, it's pretty awesome. Paul Fee gave me the go-ahead to uh, to talk about it, and uh, man, I've been keeping that secret for a long time, and it was uh, really awesome to uh, to come out with it because because um, it's awesome. It's uh, an iconic character, and I'm in a movie that's getting a lot of hype and, and buzz, and that's a character that's beloved and people love, and 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 uh, shit. It's uh, I get to be the voice of Slimer. I don't know what else to say. It's it's awesome. Uh, it was on bucket list, uh, Adam Ray's bucket list below Meet Vertical Horizon, and uh, and <laughs> and have a bar mitzvah. Um, anyway, now that we got all the slimer info out of the way, that's the separation anxiety info. That's all the merch info. Those are the Twitter handles. Those are the tour dates. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Josh Wolf. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. the bottom of your frosted flakes you're gonna have a little broncos decal it, yeah the, that, the that. <laughs> super bowl 50 champions bro- uh, yeah. broncos, you know, so that, that super bowl came and went so quick that i don't even i was in a conversation the other day and i literally couldn't remember who won it oh, that's how little oh I care. you son of a bitch yeah. <laughs> and that's how little i think everybody cares i think in history oh, in history yeah. yeah i think people are, three times i think bowl champions most, it might be the most yeah. forgettable unlikable team of all time yep it might be the, the team that has the most so the most forgettable unlikable team knocked out the patriots in the afc championship game like knocked out like that, stone that cold like just shut him down see this is interesting adam because right because right before you walked in we were all we were all kind of talking because we have like a try it we, we I know we, it's weird right we, ha- we have a triangle of hatred going on right now <laughs> Which, which sounds like the main event of yeah. like a WrestleMania. Like, you got all matter. It's a triangle of hatred match. Sweet Jesus. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Peyton Manning is out. It's Brock. Wait, wait. Brock Osweiler is out. Mark Sanchez. Is that who you guys picked up? Yeah. I actually, yeah. the triangle of hatred was the nickname for my girlfriend's pussy in high school. <laughs> <laughs> it really uh, wasn't great. Shout out yeah. to Bree. Wherever you're at, Bree. I feel like Bree is a good high school. Oh, things are better for you. Yeah. Things are better for you. Hey, I had a high school girlfriend named Bree. Did good, you? Yeah, that's you a did? good call. It yeah. sounds like a very high school girlfriend name. Yeah, and, when, and, now, and now she's a star of a television show. Little people, uh, little people, at Los Angeles or wait, Little Women, Los Angeles. Let me stop you right there. Yeah, you went to a high school with more than one little person. There's, yeah. there's three. Isn't that crazy? 
What? They sh- they put them all on a bus and they sent them to yeah. high school. You guys should probably go to high school together. Like one of those things. <laughs> hey, listen, we don't. I know things are hard for you already. We'll make it harder. We're gonna. Uh, you've whatever. heard you you you've heard the stories about like high schools that want to excel in athletics, like yeah. they bust in the black kids. Yeah, they <laughs> bust in the little people because they're like, all right. Did you need a bus? We, though? We did you really need a bus? Funny. Or was it more of a parachute? <laughs> I mean, did like they kind of Operation Dumbo like drop a basket? In? We <laughs> we call we called who it a bus. Which, who was on the the pegs and who was in the basket on the bike? <laughs> we called it a bus. <laughs> Other people might say we reenacted the scene from E.T. where someone pedals and we're in the car with oh a little, Why have little we bassinet around me. And when are we doing that? I mean, seriously, you guys, that should be the artwork for this podcast. Well, we, uh, I, what's funny is I have, we have, I have a meeting I mean, on Friday to discuss that, and that yeah. is what we're bringing to the table. How is it right? not the artwork for this oh podcast? Oh, my God, what are you talking well, about? We've done, a, we've done Baby Bjorn before. But you as E.T. Yeah, in, in the basket? Come on. taken off on the you, bike? Yeah. In the video. You have that video. That's like the, the button, like the end. You know, at the end of yeah. a TV show, there's a little graphic for the production company. Pretty strong. I mean, how is it not? <laughs> I mean, well, we now, wow. thank you, way, Josh Wolf. just say you're welcome. Happen. Yeah. Hey, yeah. dude. Yeah. Maybe I'll, we have to, Josh right, Space well. has to be on the, is the decal <laughs> on the bike or something, yeah. just to give a quick shout out. You're welcome. I actually watched E.T. the other day because my wife was like, I haven't seen this in a long time. And I was like, yeah, me neither. That holds up. Does it really? Hold oh, some, some, you know, someone movie like, look, when I go back to me, Fletch still holds up. Like if I go back and watch Fletch, yeah, that, Fletch is solid. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, like I watched Caddyshack the other day. Yeah. Oh man. It was for mm, that time. Yeah. Do you, is it kind of like Austin Powers? Austin Powers still makes me laugh. Me too. Because I mm-hmm. always make sure I'm high before I watch. Yeah. So, also so that, you're prepped. Yeah. 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 So well, I, I don't want it to disappoint me. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. So you're like, all right. <laughs> Foolproof. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. It's, prevention yeah. weed. Yeah. <laughs> prevention weed. I will dude, tell you. you. Have to hold, dude, that, that can be awful. Like, sometimes you have to get high to... To if dude, if there are times like when you do find out certain movies don't hold up, or especially yeah. movies yeah. that you have such a um, affinity, you know, yeah, like for that, I mean that can that can ruin your week. Oh, yes. If I if if Dumb and Dumber, which it will never not hold up to yeah. me because that's to me one of the greatest films of all time. But if it ever if I get to a place to where I'm just like unhappy or something's going on, the same thing I would talk about like if, when I if I ever find farts not funny or you know that's put a fucking arrow in my face and my heart at the same time. Just Let me tell it. you why you'll always find farts funny. Okay. Now, neither one of you have children, right? No. No. I'm going to tell you something right now. At a very young age, one, one and a half, mm-hmm. they fart and they laugh. Yes. And then right away, you're like, so this is not like... <laughs> this is not me being immature. This is immature. not my fault. Like, you know what they, I mean? Like, this is from beginning to end. You know, that's how that goes. You know what, dude? Uh, I, I have a I have now about a two-year-old, uh, two-year-old nephew. When he was about one... I I was babysitting one time, which already tells you how good his parents are. Yeah, uh, that, they're, that they're letting me babysit. It's like, where is he? I don't know. He started climbing. I can't follow him. So like, I have limitations. That's that's what I can get to. You, did you have to put us both in the same crib? That's fucked up. <laughs> Who's watching who? That's a great name for a movie. Yeah. So wow. uh, and I'm like, and I'm just kind of, and I'm just kind of watching him, and all, and all, all of a sudden his face, like he gets the look of terror uh-huh. on his face like out of nowhere and and like you're like oh man wh- what's happening like is something happening outside do you do you see something like are you hurt like and i'm going through all this like f- crazy emotion like yeah. how, how do i get this kid not to be afraid and then he farts and then he starts laughing and i and i realize oh shit if you don't know what a fart is 
and all of a sudden you feel something building up like inside your ass. You're like, I'm going to die right now. I'm about to explode. And then he farts and he just goes, oh, that was great. Yeah. That was awesome. When can we do that again? I can't wait for that to happen again. (laughs) It's funny. You know, you learn things early on when you watch. Okay. So I, it's when you watch your kids, like two, I have three, three. Mm-hmm. And when you you learn early on, like some things are just that you're born with it, and some things are funny, and some things are off off limits, and some things you learn as you get older that maybe I shouldn't share. Like when mm-hmm. my daughter was younger, right? Mm-hmm. When they're young, they don't have any idea of like that they're what their special parts are, why they should be hidden or anything. Right. I remember one time that she came out, and I've told the story on stage, and at a certain age, she was like, "You have to stop telling that story." <laughs> Because she Cause she's because she's how old now? She's old enough now. She's my daughter's twenty two, guys. Wow, you have a twenty two year old daughter? Yeah, holy crap! You're Let's get back to thirty two. I, you know my story, right? I met a woman. She had two kids. We had a kid together. I kicked her out, but I kept all three kids. So I kept her two kids and my kid. No kidding. So you know the two kid, the two older ones are older. Yeah, but I've had them forever, right? So wow. so dude. By the way, I just want to say real quick that gives me hope because you're. One of the coolest dudes that I've just gotten to know. Oh, thank you. Man. And to be a dad and all and on top of your shit in that world. And a and, single dad. At and that. a single dad and to be yeah. cool and funny and still be going at this full force. Because I have uh, a handful of friends that have just turned into bummers. When they get kids. Yep. Yeah. You know why? Like they, are, they are a shell of themselves. And, man, I can't hang out with them now because I see them every now and then if I, when I go in for the holidays. But it's like, dude, it's just a different world. And it sucks. I, it doesn't I, have to be that way. No. And I'll tell you why. What people do is they go, oh, I have a kid now. I have to change, and I have a kid now, so I have to focus all of my attention onto them. That Mm -hmm. is the biggest mistake. That's why this generation is a bunch of fucking assholes. The biggest thing that you can teach your kid is that I have a life too, because when you teach them I have a life too, that doesn't make them think like they're the only person in the world and that the world revolves around them, right? So if you're a parent and you're constantly, your whole world revolves around that kid, that kid Mm -hmm. grows up to be an asshole because their whole life- the entire world they're hampered and they're in the center of attention. Center of attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, it, my very early Lock on. Lock them in the garage every six weeks. Are you, you just kidding? Go, hey, man, there's a piece of cheese and a spinning wheel. <laughs> Figure it out. You know, when I was very, when, when I was figuring out how to raise the three kids, there were times my youngest son, I'd have him in crib and I had to cook, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, how am I going to cook and keep track of the other two? So <laughs> I, I don't want to say that I used dog leashes. But I used dog leashes, <laughs> and I would tie the other two to my son's crib. So they yeah. only had a certain radius they could go. Right. So when I was cooking in the kitchen, I couldn't see them. I knew that they could only go three feet from the crib. <laughs> so like, as long as a large knife or firearm <laughs> yeah, is no. not within this radius, yeah, yeah, we're good. I'm okay. And then and then you like tell them it's a weird game. Like, oh, you're play. We're playing. Uh, your baby brother is uh, the driver of the buggy, and you guys are the horses. Go play. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest thing was my oldest son's favorite game yeah. was to start at the crib mm-hmm. and run as fast as he could for those three feet and then have the chain just whoo, take his legs out from under him and fall down. And, you, and he would laugh and get up and rock back. It was my favorite game, too. I was like, do that shit again where you knock yourself out. That's oh funny. My God. <laughs> See, That's it's like you amazing. get creative. Like uh, I, I don't know if you guys, when, when you were a kid, uh, my dad would make us play Hot Lava yeah. Which was, oh, hey, just be on the furniture because if you touch the floor, yeah, yeah. that's hot lava. Yeah. So, like, oh, shit. So now we're just on the furniture, and I'm like, okay, they're just on the furniture. I know where they are. Did you, did either one of you grow up with money? No. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah. I grew up poor. Yeah. 
Okay, so we had to be inventive like that. But yeah. when I, you know, when I was raising the three kids by myself, mm-hmm. I lived in one bedroom. I made eleven hundred dollars a month, right? And so you had to be creative. My kids' favorite game cushions down the stairs. Uh, <laughs> that was me, dude. I did that laundry basket. Yeah, oh. <laughs> dude, did that too. Laundry basket down the stairs with a cushion, so when they tipped, which I knew they were gonna, yeah. there was some balance. Yeah, my kids' favorite game mm-hmm. was they loved it when I would put them in the trunk of the car. Mm-hmm. And and go to an empty parking lot and just drive around in circles, and they would just do they, donuts. They just ran, and you could hear them tumbling around on each other and That's laughing. Amazing! That was their favorite game. I had to stop because we were walking out of Ralph's once. And as we were walking by a oh, cop, God. my daughter was like, "Are you putting us in the trunk?" And I was like, "No oh, shit." <laughs> Shut up, shut up, shut yeah, up. Hey, listen, that. It's not a game for some people. It's a crime. Yeah, just yeah. so you know that's illegal in yeah. front of him. Yeah, yeah, Fun yeah. for us. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, uh, but in, you know what? This is the sad part about uh, when kids like get involved now with like social media so young is because you don't know that you don't have money until you see someone with money. So yes. if, if you like, if you're a kid, the Car- so you're saying, well, yeah, we didn't grow up with the Kardashians, so like we didn't know or access yeah. to watching people who had money. Yeah, my yeah. kids didn't know they were poor, right? But, but you turn on TV now, then if you don't have money, you know you don't have money. Oh yeah, there's also yeah. a show dedicated to it when it's like 16 and pregnant or whatever, yeah, yeah, or yeah. just any sort of. Yeah, just uh, just to the point there- where you you see someone with money, you go, oh, that's what life. Could, could be, be like, like yeah. oh, or should why be like, yeah. Why don't we have that? Why? And then that's when the yeah, resentment starts. I'm sliding building. down these laundry baskets, and they're not made of chocolate <laughs> and gold. What the fuck are you doing wrong? I think you're right. Like, I don't think yeah. I could get away with it as easily now. They, no. my kids didn't know we were poor mm-hmm. because, as far as they were concerned, we went out and had a good time every day. Yeah. Just. For, you know, look, but also I, you made an attempt to put them in a like you also like if you you know if you just stayed at home and let them watch TV or whatever because that's also an option. Yep. So you were going out of your way to create God, fun. Look, we, I, what I found, I found places to go that they thought were you know fancy, but mm-hmm. they didn't cost any money. Like when I went to IKEA, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're allowed to leave your kids in the ball pit for an hour. So I would just leave them in the ball pit, and I would go up and sit on my favorite couch, and I would just read or do work. Yeah, or you have a, somebody would come by and be like, "Are you buying that?" No, I'm just no. Not. my babysitter's downstairs. And I'm like, "What babysitter?" I'm like, "It's called ball pit." <laughs> you got is creative. It, yeah, it's yeah. IKEA's rules. You can drop like, is there is there a supervisor or supervisor there? There's two mm-hmm. supervisors. Dude, that's amazing. You get an hour now. Yeah. Also, the mall when it rained. That was my indoor, and they just ran around in fucking circles. Look, I felt bad at the toy store because sure, they yeah. would just go in and play with stores, toys, and throw shit around. Yep. And I would walk Sorry, in and be KD. like, "Hey, listen," I would tell them ahead of time, just so you know, I'm not buying anything. What and are they so, gonna do? Kick you? Yeah. Kick you with kids out of a toy store? Yeah. No. Tell a kid that you're getting kicked out of a toy store. Listen. There are so many things that I found that you could do for free that were for them. Look, an empty refrigerator box and two balloons. I mean, kids are half retarded. That's all they need. Do you know what I mean? They don't know. <laughs> I, just started, I just started to try to think, like, what could you make with that? Yeah, that's Everything all you need to make. Yeah. Sort of magic elevator? Yeah. I mean, yeah, now it's like we had, like, and whatever happened, just going to the park. That's what we did. You go to the park. Mm-hmm. I, I freaking love the park. And, yeah. and you what just, would you go to uh, ride at the park? Oh, man. Uh, see, I would find new and interesting ways to go down the slides. It's like, because some people would just like, all right, I'm going to slide down on my ass. And that's like, I'm like, ah, eh, listen, I'm playing with a different deck here. Like, I'm <laughs> stepping my game up. I don't, I don't know if you want to come join me. But so I, so, I, so I would like tumble down the slides. I would roll. I, I would go down backwards. Wow. Oh, I, I was like slide to Soleil. I was like going down <laughs> and doing like crazy shit. <laughs> 
Wow. And like kids would be like, he do it. And then they would try to emulate you or? Yeah. And then they would break their necks. Dummies. And then uh, there would be the kids that would put me in the swings going, how high could we launch Brad? For sure. That, That's a fun I could game. see them doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. they'd be like, okay, like, yeah, well, he's, he, he, he's 55 pounds. You're 35 pounds. So obviously you're going to go like. 39 feet higher because it's you know we can't do math so (laughs) (laughs) did you ever have that the 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 merry-go-round oh yeah that was yeah yeah yeah. and if you got it going fast enough and somebody lost their grip and they fucking shot off of there like a dart yeah and you (laughs) and just hope that you're surrounded by field (laughs) because if there's other rides other toys or wood chips dude you'll have splinters wood chips were the worst i think i still have splinters from wood chips okay so Here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we don't. We, Have we started the podcast yet? Yeah. Uh, okay. Are, are we? Okay. Yeah. Um, like we oh, yeah. we want we want we want a surface for children to land on. I think if we break up something very hard mm-hmm. into a lot of little tiny pieces, it's not hard anymore, right? Yeah. That's how physics work. Well, it's okay. Like, great. I think there's and, some and stuff that can enter their skin. Oh, there was the guy who created wood chips. Like, could not do the monkey bars to save his life. Yeah. And he was tired of getting teased, and he's like, someday I'm going to get to an age, and I'm going to have a job to where I have control over the park toys. And he's like, and if these kids, and I bet he was in a meeting, and they're like, and what do we put below the monkey bars? Concrete is just a little too hard. He's like, I know what we do. <laughs> For the kids who can't hold on to the monkey bars, pussies, like I like to call them, they're going to have their bodies sliced up by shards of wood. Like, Eric, that seems like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, Do you want to see my scars? Do you want to see my scars? <laughs> yeah, and by the way, his shirt was already pulled down at that point. Oh, and yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like there, but I guess that's a safe thing to or What was softer. your worst? Let's combine gym class two. Okay, yeah, so okay, be- okay. between gym class and the and the playground when you were growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, for me, I, I can think of the thing that I was the worst at that other people were good at. Like, yeah. I couldn't climb that fucking climb rope. rope. Couldn't do it either. Oh. Well, I, we, I'm climbing Brad, rope, people. Yeah, we're, you're out. I, no, I was good at the rope. Shut you were? Up. I was fucking amazing Prove at the rope. It. You I, were good at the rope? Prove I will it. go outside right now. You throw a rope sound somewhere. I don't know how we're going to do this. Uh, <laughs> find, well, no, wait, we'll set this up. You know what? You know what? We're going to find the nearest CrossFit gym and because we're in Hollywood. It's probably like five feet away. Let's get Matt Eisman. Eisman will find us a fucking rope. That'd be awesome. By yeah. the way, why isn't there like a dwarf American Ninja Warrior? I mean, that needs to happen. That. But there'd be like three contestants. <laughs> yeah. What, the kids you went to high school with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just me, Sandy, and James. That's, uh, that, you guys that's keep in touch? Absolutely. Yeah, of course, of course you do. Of yeah, course we keep in touch. We have scars, man. You were like we the, went through the shit together, you bro. You, you were did. you were the That you, was my you were team. Like, you were the three black kids at my high school. <laughs> <laughs> and the three Jews yeah. at my elementary school. Yeah, exactly. You guys, you, got, you, got, you guys all stuck did together. You guys ever, did you guys ever... You didn't. You grew up in Northern California, right? Uh, so, uh, Southern California. Southern California. Yeah, I grew up in Orange County. And you didn't have a whole lot of snow where you grew up? Seattle. Oh, yeah. Did you have some? Well, just the times I lived there. There now hasn't been a, uh, a year in probably 10 plus years. I had probably five back-to-back years of... Um uh, in the mid nineties, uh, early nineties and mid nineties of like a week off of school, like where, yeah. where we got a, a solid downpour. Did you ever slush? You know, slush is when oh, you yeah. grab the bumper of the car and you let the car pull you oh, for a yeah. while. Oh yeah. That like, never did that. Oh, when you look, looking back on County, that, so but, we would yeah. sit on the side, we would just stand on the side. Like we were waiting for, to cross the street. Right. Mm-hmm. And when a car pulled up, you would wait, 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 and you'd wait for the green and then you would grab their bumper. And now my buddies did it with their just with their boots. I always like to sit on one of those plastic cafeteria. That's trains. way more fun. Yeah, yeah. And then you would just go. Now thinking back, now pretty stupid. Very dangerous. <laughs> We're very dangerous I mean, because you've disappeared from sight, and yeah. you're this far. Your face is two inches from the bumper. Yeah, right. You're just and, like we. And they're going into traffic. 
the car doesn't know you're 20 there. miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not, not the smartest thing. Sucking down on like a, ta- a tailpipe of a car. Super too. high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that was the first taste of, yeah. Yeah. I, I, that was a fun, you guys did that? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I didn't do that because I wasn't around snow, but uh, uh, my friend had a big hill in his backyard and they like Does the story get better oh yeah and then uh, <laughs> i mean jesus christ my but, friend had a hill you're in his already back. No, 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 killing no. him oh my but god here's, here, here, no, no. here's what we do i'm joking, I'm joking. Here, here's what we do so the dad like he didn't want to watch us so yeah. he so he would take some cardboard boxes g- 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 like give us a side of the cardboard box and just say yeah slide down the hill that's and awesome. the speeds that we were going there's no way that was safe no there's no just was the hill just was like it was steep oh really steep Really, stupid. but you are better off. You are better off. Mm-hmm. I'm better off that we were given time without parents hovering over us. Oh, yeah. yeah, even doing uh, borderline risky things. Because look, the thing about parents now, and it goes back to them always being there and hovering over. Kids don't think that they can do anything by themselves. They have they, yes. they don't solve problems by themselves. I need to be entertained. I need to have everything and brought to me. And I need someone else to entertain me. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. So there, there, there's no. They, it is a different. I mean, I mean, you can make the argument that the world is different. Is it, but like, are but, there more pedophiles now, or just we just know where they are? That yeah. Now and are there more now, like, now more murders, or do we just hear about them more because of yes. just all the ways to access information? And Doug Stanhope had the best line of all time. What? He was like, hey, relax. Nobody wants to fuck your ugly kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Yeah, he was like, why does everybody think their kid is so good looking that everyone wants to fuck him? Nobody <laughs> wants to fuck your ugly kid. <laughs> you had a. That, that's kind of like a. a, a Dom Herrera's joke where he says he was out at a bar with the uh, with his male friend and the male friend has has his hand over his drink. He goes, why you got your hand over your drink? He's like, because you know him uh, roofies. Like, who's going to roof you? Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> who's going to fuck your ugly kid? Wait, do you, did, now, did your kids, when uh, when you started, uh, when Chelsea became what it was, I mean, yeah. they were at the age to, to be able to enjoy that, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you was know, that pretty awesome? Well, my youngest son used me for vagina before. He would. What? He walked in the house one day. He was like, listen, something's going over. She's a big fan. Let's work something out where I'm funnier than you. And like, so. <laughs> So you what do you say, do? I mean, yeah. Uh, I was like, sure. Yeah, yeah. of course, I right? Mean, listen. <laughs> that's a cool That's a cool thing to... Yeah. What am I going to say? No, yeah. I don't want you to get any pussy. <laughs> I mean, what kind of father am I? To You're, deny? Right. You're yeah. right. Just asking. Just asking. But so we worked out a bit where I said something and he had a comeback and it killed. Dude, that's... Oh. So, that's so you amazing. wrote material. That's father of the year shit. No, fuck this fucking Cub Scout shit. Nah, no, this is <laughs> real life shit. Line. We, yeah. I gave, of course, I give it to him. That's yeah, amazing. he's used me uh, for vagina before, um, which is that's I love that. Uh, but 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 they enjoyed it. Um, my daughter doesn't give a shit about celebrity or Very any cool, of that stuff. Right? So for her, it didn't matter okay. at all. And is that like? And do you look at that as kind of a good thing? Because would you almost yes. be scared if she was like obsessed with it and like, yes. oh my god, you're gonna be on Chelsea? Who's gonna be on with you? Can I come with you? Like, yeah, she that would probably terrify you. A hundred percent. It terrifies yeah. me. Look, she at a very young age, and uh, she doesn't mind me talking about this. She at a very young age ha- grew enormous boobs. Mm-hmm. I remember well, father's by, worst nightmare. Oh right? my, I bought her a, a 34 double D bra. Sweet God. And I, this is what I said to her. I handed her the bra and I said, listen, you're like Spider-Man now because with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Dude. And, and, and those are great power. And let's not ever talk about them again, but let's use them for good and not for evil. And yeah. I'm going to walk away from this conversation. But did it, did it resonate? 
yeah, it's resonated pretty well. Yeah. Look, thank God she doesn't tell me everything. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. need to know everything. Nope. Sure. There are some things like there's that there's that line that you walk as a parent where please tell me, but don't tell me. You're there's right. some things yeah, that need to go to your friends. Of mm-hmm. course. And then, but there's also like, I think for most kids, it's just so weird to think of their parent as a person to be able to come to with that stuff. So sometimes you're like, you want to go to them first to be like, yo, you can talk about this yeah. because they're not probably going to go out of their way to do it. Right. Yeah. Well, my youngest son will, my youngest son, look, he and I didn't spend a day together till after his seventh birthday, just because I had no money. So there was mm-hmm. nowhere. He went to auditions with me. Whoa. He did the whole thing. And so he tells me everything. He told me the first time he touched a boob, he came home and I was in my room and he was like, Hey, and I go, yeah. And he was like, come here. So I get up and I, I like how there, deep a voice he has. Oh, you know, teenage boy, they all sound somewhere between Rocky and Forrest Gump. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Every teenage boy is somewhere between Yo Adrian and yeah. Gen A. Like they're all in there. <laughs> a little stupid. The transition yeah, is yeah. just upon us. Yeah. Where it's like, the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, teenage boys have deeper voices and then it evens out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think they all try to be a little deeper than they are. Too. It's like, yeah, it's all, that stupid into like masking where it's like, Mom, I need you to cut the crust yeah. off my sandwich, but then get the fuck out because I'm going to put my fingers in a chick. And you're like, who is that guy? You were just gump two seconds ago. <laughs> that is yeah. right. I yeah. mean, it's a crazy blend. Dude, I lived with, uh, real quick, I was, uh, you know, single mom, uh, eighth grade when folks split up and then it was, my sister went away to a school and it was just mom and I eighth grade through high school. And so we became best friends become uh, yeah. because of that you know mama's boy just very close but then at each other's throats because she got me at a time that was like mom i need you but also like i'm becoming a man so fucking can you please wash my basketball jersey but then fucking leave me alone <laughs> yeah. let me like let me do my homework without you hovering over me and it's like you just you know that like but it's interesting did you ever yell like that at your dad um uh when the car was driving away he was like come back <laughs> I was, come yeah. back he can, he can make that joke. Okay. <laughs> We've talked about it. So not so close with your dad. Oh no, I am now. Yeah, yeah. because and, and even back then it was just like, um, yeah. I mean, now so yes. My sister has gotten. She was a couple years older, so was more aware. I was more like, oh, we still get to see him if we're not living together, like right. at nine. But then, um, and then you just get to a point where you're like. I'd rather have a relationship than not. So, like, I've, you know, and him and I, and, and, you know, again, you get to a point where you see your parents as people and not parents. And, like, my mom and dad are both, like, the reason I have, like, they're both very funny. So, it's like, um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, younger, I never yelled at him. I think even now I don't think I have. One of the. I probably will at some point. Yeah, but you know what that thing is, is that you yell at the person you know isn't going anywhere. That's what oh, I. Oh, that's found. why my mom. Yeah, right. that's why. And I would get well, it I would sometimes see my dad too. So I wouldn't want to no, take out. Right. On, so, yeah. but with the person you're closest with, the person you will feel most comfortable. Oh, I've said some. I mean, the shit, shit. I can't believe that my mom didn't send me. I mean, we got into it sometimes because it yeah. was. I mean, also just there's so much. I mean, overwhelming stress of just you know my sister being gone, all all other shit. But um, but you so you the single parent thing is an yeah. interesting thing to tackle because. Yeah. There's a lot of guilt that goes into the person who's, I, I can't speak for the person that wasn't there, mm-hmm. but even for the person that stayed, there's a lot of guilt associated. I don't know if your mom ever told you this. The guilt is, what have I done? Oh, yeah. I've put my child in a situation where it's just me. Yeah. We're not doing, especially if you're not doing well financially. Yeah. Look where I've put them. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. then to also try to balance that guilt with parenting. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes you're like, I got to say this, and this is not going to go over well. And you feel 
fucking guilty 80% of the day. Oh, yeah. It's wow. like a really like... And she killed it. I mean, it's like, you know, she, everything, she, there's nothing. It was just, uh, you know, being an adolescent male coming up with 100%, 100%. And, and also probably, you know, taking out, not almost like, it, I never said like, you couldn't fucking keep that around because it was, she had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, but you, you deflect to her because yeah she was the one there so she took if my sister was there maybe her and i and we did get in fights when we were younger so um there's a lot of embarrassing like for me now it's easier for me to talk about it but as a single parent there were a lot and poor there were a lot of really look i'll tell you something the most humiliating it's top five in my life Uh, i had to go on wic and food stamps Wow. I had, and listen, if I had no kids, I would have never done it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was some point where we were eating a meal a day where I was like, I, I need some fucking help. And the most humiliating time of my life, I was at Ralph's and we were cashing in on some of that wick shit and somebody I knew got in line behind me. Oh. And it was like, that was really what pushed me hard. I was like, I'm going to work 24 hours a day. No shit. So that shit never yeah, fucking then, happens again. Yeah. Because yeah, then you don't want to have to pull that out. Dude, in it's in front the of them. Did you not do it? I, I, I it was already out. Yeah. Oh, and and listen, she locked eyes, and then they looked. Yeah, down. and they. Uh, here's the thing: <laughs> you can't anger me more than me seeing pity in your eyes. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. need anybody's pity. Ugh. And when she offered, and nice enough to buy like, my groceries, let me get those food by the foots. Like, I was like, <laughs> off, I told her, I go, listen, I'm going to say this as nicely as possible, and I know it's coming from a good place, but. No fucking way are you buying my groceries. Yeah. No fucking way. But you know what, though? It, it's so great that that was your attitude of, like, shit, this is going to inspire me to work harder than the other direction of, you know, when you see the parents that are like, well, I can't get a job because if I get a job, then I get off welfare. That's the thing. Like, look, welfare and all that shit is set up. Honestly, the way I think of it is mm-hmm. it should be set up for people who are in my situation who don't want it. Yeah. But if I needed it for that two months, three months to fucking figure it out. Right. But I think, like, look, if you don't have kids, you shouldn't be eligible. Yeah. Period. If <laughs> yeah. you don't have kids, fucking figure it out. Fig- figure, fig- figure your shit out. Figure you your are, shit out. You are an adult. A hundred percent. You can make your own decisions. Figure you can that work. shit out. Yeah. But, but for me, like, it, was, <laughs> it should be something where you're not proud of the – you're not like, I'm going to have another kid so I can get a little more money. Like mm-hmm. that's where the system is like this but i look back if i needed it for those yeah i, I sure. needed it. it but it was humiliating <sighs> to sit there in that line has and anything just, topped it since i mean or can you can you tap back into that i mean like professional wise like in the in the you know the, the line of this business the humiliating not on that level yeah right because it was on that level it was on such a for me such a deep pride i've been humiliated like i had to walk around naked in new york city that was humiliating what? all right we'll <laughs> but, put a pin in that right but <laughs> but not in the level of as a man as yeah. a fucking grown-up wanting to take care of my family right on that level of humiliation i don't think i've ever hit anything close because right. it really touched the core of who i am yeah do you think adults every person at some point needs to like have a moment like that to go hey man where do you what's your next move yeah listen i will tell you something it it's sh- it, because there was a little while there where and i and i don't love admitting it where i felt a little sorry for myself yeah 
Mm-hmm. And that kind of shook that out of me. Like, what the fuck are you? you can sit? Nobody else feels sorry for you. Yeah. Like, well, you can sit in your apartment and feel sorry for yourself all you want and cry in the kitchen with a bottle of tequila. I'm not saying I did that twice, but yeah. maybe eight times. <laughs> hey, that's okay. But, <laughs> At least but, you picked a good booze. Yeah, I love it. But so, but that was a thing. Like, yeah. I, is that how I want to continue to be? Yeah. And it, that really shook me. Where right. I was like, this well, is not how I'm doing but, it. Anymore. Yeah, but then at the same time, like you said, you felt bad. You cried about it. Then you realized, oh, right. Me crying right now with this tequila isn't putting more food on the table this this isn't doing anything Dude, at the end of the day when you feel sorry for yourself you're the only person nobody gives a fuck yeah. everybody's got their own your problems. Head your thoughts yeah. but you can control those mm-hmm. everybody's got their own problems and at the end somebody might be like oh that's a tough situation you want to help no not really uh, <laughs> i got my own shit going on my own shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah but so that level of humiliation that tops tops now right? were you doing stand-up like wow you were like, like with the three kids, like watching them during the day and then going off and doing stand up at night or like, well, how you, are how are you supporting yourself? It's how I met, uh, I supported myself. I couldn't go on the road. Right. Um, but it's how I met a lot of comics here. You know, I used to come to the improv and the comedy store and the laugh factory and the comics would watch my kids for the 15 minutes I was on stage and I would get my car. It's how I met Chelsea. No shit. No yeah. Kidding. People would watch my kids. You know, Joe Diaz was my babysitter. What? <laughs> You know, Joe, Joey Diaz was my Joey boy. Coco Diaz. Oh, you know, I've known Joey forever. Yeah, like, I know Joey ever. before he moved here. I moved. I knew Joey at 210 pounds, where he wore a three-piece suit on stage. Okay. Wow. I've known Joe Diaz for a long. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. Joe Diaz stories that I'm not. Well, I don't, he's yeah. coming on here in okay. a couple months. So yeah, yeah, they're yeah, his but, stories, okay. so I don't. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> but I know. I listen. Joe and I have done and seen some shit. Wow. Ask him to tell you the story about when we stole a safe. Josh Wolf, so- <laughs> Joey Diaz, Safe Crackers. This is like a Ocean's Eleven type thing. But he was my babysitter, man. So because you know what he, you know what, how much it costs to have him babysit? Food. <laughs> Joe Diaz worked for food. <laughs> there, you know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. Wait, so when you came from Boston, uh, you had already been doing stand up a bunch uh, out there. Never did a, a minute of stage time in front of a mic in Boston. Okay. I went to Seattle because my theory was. All right, Boston, New York, L.A., these are all places that are going to give me five to seven minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. Seattle would give you 10 to 15 minutes at a time. Less competition. Less competition, and I was like, it's, if I'm, I'm not ready to do 15 minutes, Yeah, yeah. but if I have the 15-minute spot, I'm going to have to have 15 minutes ready. Yep. So it really, you know, the underground, their open mic was open mic, but there were so many one-nighters and other clubs yeah. up there where I could do... 10 or 15 minutes a good time. enough comedy scene that was uh, had opportunities but without the pressures of like there could be somebody who could make or break it for you yes. in the audience yeah. and so it was really good that's why I went there and I was Jay like, Buhner's not going to spot you and call Hollywood and be like this kid ain't ready yeah. <laughs> who is this Jay Buhner put wood chips on the ground I'm out Jay Buhner yeah. good call come on dude oh he's got Jay I mean, Buhner references for days yeah, dude. that's crazy I like mean the- we could just go into it Henry Cotto I mean I could have pulled that up how about Edgar Martinez well I mean that's yeah that's Tano <laughs> Jesus, who was catching? Tell me who was catching. Well, John Mar- or Dan Wilson, and then there uh, you go. But then I mean, John Marzano had a little stint. Uh, I remember he signed. I brought a catcher's mitt because I caught for a little bit, and I brought one to the Kingdom and uh, asked him to sign it. And he said no at first. And so my friend's dad, who was with us, I told him, and my friend's dad was like, "He said fucking no," and it was like in the bullpen. He was like not doing anything. So my friend's dad comes down, and he looked. He looked. You ever seen the movie Howard the Duck? I yes, mean, every been a day, while. Every I can't remember life. the name of that actor, <laughs> but he looked like he was a fucking six five, scary human, and he never really smiled. And he came down. and He goes, Marzano, and he looks up and he goes, "You wouldn't sign a fucking mitt." And he goes, 
what? And he just <laughs> takes my mitt and he goes, come on. I'm standing next to my friend's dad like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't fucking <laughs> tell him to do that. And he signed the mitt. Yeah, he did. That's yeah. awesome. Yo, Marzano. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you uh, want to sign that fucking mitt? It, 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 isn't it weird that, like, he's a professional athlete. He doesn't have to do jack. But if you hear, like, that dad voice... That dad voice that says yeah. your last name, it could be your dad, it could be a friend's dad. If you hear that, like, Joshua, you're like, yeah. like you're, you're, yeah. you're just, Jonathan Marzano, if yeah. you had said that. Like, Especially coming out of a 6'5 body. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Marzano was a tiny you're just piece like, of shit catcher. Add attention. Oh, yeah. What's the biggest person you've ever taken a punch from? You, it, oh, jeez. Wow. Um, I was in the streets of uh, Austria, and 9-11 had just... Um, Happened maybe a year. Well, it was a year. Still very fresh. Is this the last fight you've been in? Yeah. Okay. I mean, scuffles, but like. Yeah. This is the last you know, big I punch. fight. I mean, this is one where I was just like, oh, man, I will like, I'll die tonight for this cause. I was just, you know, the perfect amount of drunk and, and you know, patriotic. I mean, just, you know, and, and in a place where it was like not home turf. And yeah. like. Who were you with? Uh, a group from my high school was a uh, like soccer trip. And it was. um um kids i knew in high school that were now they every year they went on this big soccer trip and they let me come along as like team manager so i could come <laughs> hang um and, and uh yeah and so the guy was chanting like fuck america all this shit and um osama whatever and just all this stuff and and just like trying to cause like a ruckus and i just got in his face and was like literally just had blinders on as far as like oh i don't like just walked right up and was like what the fuck what are you saying man and he's like fuck america osama and i go you got to stop saying that. And he was like, fuck America. And I just fucking, I don't even remember feeling my arm like raised. It just, all, next thing I know was clocking him. And then his buddy came out of nowhere and just fucking like, just threw it down into my face hard. Knock and you I, out? I mean, it pretty Knock close. Knock you down? Knock me down. Anybody kick you when you were down? Oh, yeah. I mean, there was all, then jumping and fire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, then it was a rugby match on the ground. And, uh, and then my buddies got involved and, and it, it got separated about like five minutes in. But there was a good amount of, uh. Blood and broken teeth. My my fight. Wow, my, I didn't even know that about you, Adam Ray. Oh, yeah, You're dude. a true damn patriot. Well, I mean, there's a few things I'll like fight. Like, you know, dude, if somebody, if some kid wronged my nieces, my nieces are six and they're twin girls, if they came home crying one day, like, I have no problem beating up a 10 year old. I'll say that right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're easy yo. to toss around, too. <laughs> <laughs> they can't that. do shit with their own body yeah. weight. Fuck them. Well, have you seen them dance on the Jumbotron? Yeah. But you know what? They can dance like that because they're like, no one's trying to fuck me yet. So they yeah. can move like that. Exactly. Um, yeah, dude. That's why kids flail like that. Because they're no no nine-year-old's like, did you see how Bradley was dancing yeah. at the fucking Laker <laughs> game? I love I'm not sucking his dick. I love the lisp. Uh, yeah. What's your fight record? I mean. I know. Mine's four and eight. I'd say mine is. Okay. But like, were those all one-on-ones? One, one but or they, well, like groups? Well, if you're talking one-on-one, -on -one, it was three and nine. But yeah, I was in right. a group that won. So it was four and eight. <laughs> okay. I lost my fight, but the group won. So I'm <laughs> so giving myself a W you on can. that. Okay. Yes, <laughs> so you're like, yeah, I'm the lineman that gave up four sacks that day, yeah, yeah, but yeah, at the yeah. same time, my team won. I got the ring. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. Okay. I get it. I'd say a probably like, th I'd say three and four or, or four and four. You're adding an extra fight? No, well, three. Three and four, or four, or, or yeah, four, four and three, or four yeah. and three, yeah, yeah, because yeah. one was on the fence, and it was a, it was a big one, and it was a lunchroom one, and it was like, uh, oh, in high school, oh yeah, 
Nice. And not even, dude, I'm just not, like, that is my last resort. But again, like, few things will set me, like, you know, one was about a kid just in in college, just, like, saying shit about my, like, mom, a kid in my theater school who was, like, fucking, he, I mean, I don't know where that kid is now, but, like, certain trigger, like, trigger words or trigger topics, you know, uh, just set you off. And booze has to be involved for me. I think I can soberly check (laughs) myself. Dude, I can honestly say, I bet you... There's only been one fight ever at the theater school. I bet you. <laughs> yeah, and it, was, and, you. It, and it was over the bong that yeah, somebody yeah, broke. Yeah. I bet you the theater school's like there was a fight. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it was always passive. Like, did you hear? Did you hear Adam got cast as you know? Yeah, it was always passive. Fuck him. Yeah. You think you read Oscar Wilde better than me? <laughs> what about really? you? Fights for you? Uh, one and one. Uh, who's fight like who's okay? Yeah, all right. That's what I want to know. Who's well, right? And that and that, I, was, I was about to speak up and like be like, wow, you guys have had more than like five fights. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, no one's really fighting a little person. Right. Uh, both one time, and I'm going back like the third grade. That's how far I'm going back for one fight. Uh, third grade where I threw the winning touchdown at recess, and some kids didn't like that. So it was like. It was like three, three on one, and they right. just came at you. Yeah, three. Yeah, they, they, they beat me up, and they threw my football because it was my ball that that we play with, and they threw it over the fence. All three got, all three got expelled. What's up, Michael Cordero, bitch? Wow. Okay, right. from the Sopranos, never- <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Um, Holy shit! You sent him down the right path. <laughs> yeah, though. I did. Uh, <laughs> the next one was when I was at. This was in high school. I was at the beach, and uh, I, I, I was there with a the girl that I was trying to sleep with, who I never did. But oh well, I, I, I was trying for years, and uh, never happened. But like the, 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 this guy walked by and like started hitting on her, and like she was very just like, hey, just keep going, right. keep keep walking. I was like, dude, just keep going. And then he says, dude, shut the fuck up. He goes, shut the fuck up, midget. This is between me and this bitch right here. And I was just Oof, like, dude, a couple red. of choice words in there. I'm not yeah, a fan of. that was just saw red, went and tackled him. And I was on the high school wrestling team. So I actually got him down and got him in this move where I'm like, it's kind of like a rear naked choke. How big was he? Uh, all right. Uh, for the sake of like, if, when I when I tell the story at a bar, he was six foot nine. Yep. Uh, when I tell the story in actuality, probably like five two, five three. So yeah. Oh, so actually, we're yeah, still even that looks yeah. five two five three to you is still he had a foot like on me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, and yeah. But then the best was that I I got I got him in this hold and made him apologize, or else I would like apply more pressure. That was the shit. That's yeah, awesome. and you should have at one point have been like, you know what? I'm trying to decide right now if I'm going to make you suck my dick. Yeah. <laughs> Always the good finish move. Yeah. I don't know why that you was not a finish move in Mortal Kombat. You know what? I can't decide right now if I'm going to make you suck my dick. How crazy would that be if someone... Oh, my God. Because, what a fucking crazy... It's a mind fuck. You'd be like, point. no, no, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess I'm going to have to suck tit today because it ends up even more. I'm not oh getting out of this hole. So everybody around gets to see the face you make in reaction to that. Yeah. Listen, to say that when there are people watching, because obviously you're not going to make them suck your dick, Right. but to let him know <laughs> that that... Is on the table. That's a possibility. Listen, this is on the table. <laughs> Might make you suck my dick. <laughs> so how about you? <laughs> I, what a power move that would be. Oh, yeah. oh now like now like oh, speaking of fights. Now we, we, with you with kids, did did you ever have a situation where you had to like walk up to a like a kid or a kid's parents and talk to him about like how they were treating your kid? Well, I because that's when I'm like fearing. About having kids one day is that I'm that I'm gonna walk up to some ex military dad at four four feet tall and be like, "Hey, your kids been picking on my kid," and then I, just what's gonna happen there? I subscribe to the playground rules. Okay, 
and because I think it's where kids learn how to solve their own issues, mm-hmm. right? And so we're taking that away because on the playgrounds now, they're like, don't say anything to anybody. Go use your words. Tell us. T- so you're, you're turning every kid into a tattletale right, right. off the bat. And not only telling, turning them into a tattletale, turning everybody into a snitch, but um, you're making them, you're taking the ability for them to solve their own issues, which is right. a fucking problem. I remember my kid got expelled, mm-hmm. uh, suspended. We went to the office, right? And he was like, I called in because, um, you know, your son punched him in the face. Mm-hmm. And so I went in and we're sitting with the principal and the principal was like, so this is what happened. You want to tell your dad what happened? And he told me, he said, well, you know, we'll just say the kid's name was Tim. Yeah. Tim was teasing me. I told him to stop. He pushed me. So I punched him in the face. And I said, is that all that happened? And he said, yeah. And I go, what'd Tim do? And he said, Tim fell down and started to cry. And I go, oh. So I turned to the principal. I go, what's the problem? <laughs> I love that. And Did you have money on Tim? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she goes, we got to keep our hands to ourselves. I go, I agree. Did you hear the first part where Tim pushed him? Mm-hmm. Tim pushed him. It's a two-way street. And she was like, well, then he walks away. I go, no, because then Tim's going to push him again tomorrow. I said, he, he did He walks it. away? I said, Jesus. He, I said oh. he did exactly what I told him to do. Mm-hmm. Never start a fight, always finish. Ah, that's my dad's rule. Love ne- that shit. Never start a fight. Never. But if, if you one. let yourself get pushed, guess what? You're going to be the target from there on. Yeah. And it's and not just get- from Tim. Yes. All of Tim's friends, the rest of the sharks. Whoever <laughs> else was getting picked on by Tim jumps onto Tim's team and yes. starts picking on you. Of course. And I was like, listen, don't do that. And, and that's how you become a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> Principal 100%. Larson or whoever the fuck you are. Right. My son at a very in a, look at eight, he was a black belt in Taekwondo. Like he could walk and do the splits either sideways or long ways. That's amazing. Wow. So he kicked a kid once in the sternum at nine and knocked mm-hmm. the kid like <laughs> out. He <laughs> just was when you get kicked in the sternum, it's not a good feeling. No. I did have to tell him. That we can't do. Yeah, sternum yeah. kicks. Let's leave that out of the repertoire of crime fighting yeah, moves on the playground. Yeah, let's wait until we're in de- yeah. like in danger. I get he stole your hopscotch <laughs> square, but you know he said that the white Power Ranger was the best Power Ranger of all time, so I had to do a Muay Thai knee to the face. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> pull it back. Yeah. I know I said finish the fight, but not in a Mortal Kombat <laughs> yeah, kind of way. Finish it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that. Yeah, but so for me, like I, I, I think there's a lot of good that is happening in the new agey parenty thing. But the bad thing is you've taken the ability to solve conflict away from your kids yeah. because one, you're always hovering or two, you tell them to like, he was like my, you know, my teacher keeps telling me to use my words and I go, you keep using your words. The words are going to be ouch and stop stealing my lunch money mm-hmm. because nobody's gonna, no kid listens to that. No, 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 and no. Then, or the, or the teacher comes over, it gets the other kids in trouble, and then those kids look at your kid and goes, "As soon as school is done, yeah, uh, we're we're waiting for you." You're also yeah and you're, known and, and as you're a dead. pussy, and, yeah. and nobody wants to talk to you in the playground. So no. fuck that. But uh, if, but if you punch the bully, now now the bully's not going to fuck with you anymore. Now and you're cool. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, flashback. Just remember one other technical fight I got into. A uh, kid punched me in the head in junior high, broke his hand, and he was like the school bully. 
I was fine because I got a thick skull. But he broke his hand, and then like <laughs> word got around that I broke this kid's hand. Everyone's like, "Dude, don't fuck with Brad. He broke Leo's hand." And everyone's like, "I'm like, yeah, because I took a punch. Like that's all I did." But did you call him to congratulate him for the Oscar this year? That's what I, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, up. I mean, <laughs> I think, good job in the Revenant yeah. when you were, were you channeling me breaking your hand in that bear scene. I think that's what he was doing when the bear took him out. He and like how he like kept at it. He he was just picturing the bear was me. So you there know, was a moment where you're welcome, Leo. <laughs> Can I tell you something that you saw the movie, right? No, you never saw the Revenant. No, I'm, I, it's, uh, it's I on my list. Either. It's dumb. Do. It's okay. stupid. I, sh- I I should absolutely go see I it. I will say, you know, for today's day and age, man, mm-hmm. I feel like a man. Mm-hmm. But you go back to frontier people. I think about this all the time. Like, <laughs> not even close. No, I would die. I yeah. would fucking die. You know, he in the movie. Uh, Leo, a horse is there's a dead horse and he's cold and he's asleep at night. So he cuts the horse open, takes the guts out, and he sleeps inside the horse. <laughs> and I I looked it up and people sleep inside of dead animals to stay warm. Okay, and the first thing I thought of is I bring a sweater to the movie theater. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm a fucking if you compare, you know what I mean? Like you actually say the sentence. Am I going to need a light jacket? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I going to need a light last jacket? Last time I was chilly. Yeah, last time yeah. I was in the theater. Yeah, I might get a soda. Those <laughs> yeah. are cold. They put too much ice in there. Makes it very cold. Yeah. So I was like, for today's man, yeah. I feel like I'm in the upper You're doing, 10%. Yeah, for yeah. sure you are. But then o- overall. Oh, when, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, um, uh, Adam and I are working on this project where we, where we have to watch some of like, the deadliest catch type yeah. stuff. I look at those guys. We like, watch so much of that. Yeah, they're, oh, they're on another level. And they're like, well, the drill bit. Uh, malfunctioned, and I had to get in there with the gear shaft as you know, and like I had twenty below waters. And I'm just like, no, yeah, what? taking cranes to the head and just jumping right back in. I mean, yeah. Let's let's just can we also just nobody ever mentions the fucking rocky waters. I would be throwing up nonstop. <laughs> yeah, 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 nonstop. Yeah. Throw oh, nonstop. Up. Yeah, yeah. And like you can't smoke weed out there, right? That's probably not good. So I'm out. I mean, I guess not. <laughs> I don't know. You wouldn't have your wits about you yeah. if you catch one of those. I don't, know. I don't want to see like a, creatures. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to do that. I don't want to see like a twenty foot wave coming at me when I'm high. That's not gonna be. Nah, that's, that's, that's not gonna be good. Do you have something that you know that you're scared of when you're high that you, that is an everyday thing that doesn't bother you on a normal basis? I'm gonna answer for him. Dogs, big dogs. Yeah. <laughs> big dogs big dogs good call yeah yeah i'm just scared they're gonna because like when i'm high i just see them dog the dogs looking at me and i see it in their eyes like oh they're looking at i wonder soul. it i wonder if he squeaks yeah <laughs> you know? and then they're just like wow and they're Dude, like running at me like when fear that he none of us I have a hundred percent i never thought but yes yeah the dog's like if i shake him once <laughs> it's I mean, over I'm and guess what one. you will squeak yeah and piss and come yeah. yeah and yeah and then done that's amazing thing to have happen <laughs> Can you piss and come at the same time? If you're scared enough. <laughs> if you fall off those monkey bars I mean, and there's a lot of wood chips. Right, sure. Uh, Brad told me you started a PB&J bit food truck thing with, when with my kids. It wasn't a food truck. Okay. You know, um, when I was um, making that money, yeah. which was none, <laughs> I also looked into daycare and I was like, oh, I can't afford daycare because mm-hmm. any job that I would get, all the money would go right to daycare and I wouldn't have any money left. So I had to figure out something to do with the kids where I could, they could work with me, and I could still make money. So I'd start, I started my own PB&J delivery service. So we would make peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It was like a, 
you know, so it, what it was was peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter honey, peanut butter banana, peanut butter and fluff for any Jesus. East Coast, right? Yeah, amazing. Sounds, and then we were great. add yuhus, and they were like, I I got in tight with somebody who remember Otis Spunkmeyer, of course, yeah, the cookies. So she was a rep, yeah. and she was in my acting class, and she was like, Listen, they give me boxes. Do you need them? And That's I was great. Like, Fuck yeah! Because if you can yeah. if you can partner the sandwich with something, put them like put them all in, and then the the thing that I like to do, which kept me creative, is I would write a note from your mom. And I would put it in the bottom in your bag. Oh, Great. And you could choose it yeah. if it was a nice note in your order. It had to be uh, nice, and it went all the way up to spicy. Spicy, you know that your mom was talking about. Is your dick as big as it was when I was washing you? Like it was like Dude, that's we, so, so awesome. It just kept me what writing. A great idea. It kept me writing jokes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it kept yeah, me writing, of course. That's kept, brilliant. So then the kids, though, um, it, it, we got busy. I, the health board. Okay. So and that would you're have making the, them out of your home, yeah, out of my home and assembly we, line with the kids. Yep. I mean, like, and we would drive them, and the kids did all the delivery in a little red wagon, and and I would muss their hair up in a little bit because the 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 dirtier they looked, they would get a hundred percent tip. So if the bill was forty bucks, they got forty bucks on top of that. Yeah, so when awesome. I went in, it was like. No. Yeah, it's like you're a grown man delivering yeah, PBJ yeah. sandwiches. Yeah. The fuck is wrong with you? Because they feel bad. Out of here. Yeah, 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 100%. yeah. So. We got shut down. The, there was a knock at the door, and my son answers. And he's like, it's for you. And I turn the corner. And it's a dude with a clipboard. And I'm shirtless with peanut butter all over me. And Keep going. And exactly. <laughs> and my kids are on the ground. It's like an assembly line yeah. putting peanut butter and juice again. Oh, I had a St. Bernard, too. And the St. Bernard was in the apartment, and so there's hair all over the place. And oh, jeez. The, the guy goes, is this PB&Js? And I go, I'm sorry. We don't do dine-in. Just takeout. And he goes, yeah. I'm, I'm with the health board. And I go, oh. And he goes, this isn't okay. And I go, which part? He goes, all of it. He all goes, of it. Whose balls are that dog, is that dog <laughs> looking right now? That doesn't seem sanitary. He was like, first of all, you don't have a shirt on. And I go, yeah. And he was like, you can't work your shirt off in the food industry business. And you're like, but have you seen my abs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Give me, let me show you the well, Let me see. Yeah. What you're like. But he was like, you're not wearing gloves. I'm like, well, I don't, can't get a good grip on the sandwiches. He was like, shirtless without gloves and your hands were clean like you're washing your and i was licking my fingers off the peanut butter so that was clean from that and the kids were on the ground (laughs) the kids were on the ground putting sandwiches together on the floor you know it was on a blanket but there was a saint bernard there so there's fur and shit i guess so they shut us down they shut us down but at one we did a um for 20th century fox when they used to do a lot of showcases here at the improv Mm -hmm. i made 250 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or fluff or for t- t- 20th Century Fox here. That was my last delivery before they shut us down. But I had to, like, you had to get inventive. It was all, when you have no money, and I'm sure your mother will attest to this, yep. sometimes mm. you got to just be like, okay. Like, look, the the meals that my kids remember mm-hmm. enjoying mm-hmm. was just like things that were cheap that I had to put together. I know if I tell you that I made black beans with tuna fish and cheddar cheese and hot sauce and put it all in a pan and mixed it up, it sounds pretty fucking gross. But that was a staple. It was a staple because all those yeah. things were nutritious and all these things were cheap. Yeah. And all those things I could put together and make a big pot. And it's the kids not gonna, Yeah, it's not giving your kid a buck for two cheeseburgers. No, 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 no. So, so you had to invent shit yeah. and make – a lot of times I would make it seem like it was better than it was. Like oh, that. Sure. And I was like, guys, guess what I made for you? They're like, what? I'm like, it's tuna fish and black beans. And they were like – Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, it was really good. I had this in a restaurant, a five-star restaurant, and I ate it last night. And they're like, Dad, why are you going to five-star restaurants? Yeah. We're eating this shit. Let me look in Emerald's cookbook. Here it is. Would you, would you ever take the jokes that you wrote? So you were doing stand-up during this time. 
Yeah. It's that time taught me how to do stand up. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Before that time, I would tell stories about my kids, but they were so fluffy. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I was still worried. You remember as a younger comic, you were worried about writing jokes and how other people would think about it. Of course. Them, right? Yeah. So my thing was, I couldn't say that about my kid, or I can't say that because that people think bad about me. Right, right, right. So there was a level of butter and just fluff to my set that was enjoyable, I guess, but not. I wouldn't call it funny. And then <laughs> you think the, that was due to a lack of just uh, comfortability and experience on stage of being like, oh, I'm going to be this is who I am. So now I'm going to talk about it with no holds barred or just. It, it, it takes a while yeah. to be okay with being yourself. Yes, absolutely, a thousand percent. That's yeah. and then on top of that, it takes a while after that for you to figure out what you say funny mm-hmm. does that make sense no because yeah. do, do you say dry jokes funny do you say yes. dirty jokes funny do you say family jokes funny like and the, are you higher high energy are you low energy it's like yeah, these are all, there. Yeah, the, yeah you're all trying to figure out what do i do the best at for instance like i know that i don't like i can't get angry too like i can't get real angry on stage i can get cartoon angry yeah. which is fake but if i get real angry People see a dwarf getting angry, and then they feel sorry for me. They're like, "Is that oh, true?" Yeah, they're like, "Oh, oh God, oh, his life is so hard." So when I get angry, it's, it's like interesting. That's the voice you give your audience. Yes, yes, the voice I give them. <laughs> watching me. I would have picked a different one for your no, audience. No, no, <laughs> this is, uh, How many nuns get bust into your show? This, uh, this, this is Sister Mary. Sister Mary loves so lo- lo- loves love my love comedy. So yeah, so when I get angry on stage, it's, sure. it, it, it's got to be like, "What the fuck!" Like right. it's got like, like it's got to be like cartoon anger. So there was more, must have been one show where you somebody did come up to you and go when you were talking about the um, living <laughs> living in the tree or whatever it was, you know, and you got very fired up. Like I've, I, I just sorry for do you, you have a place to stay tonight <laughs> or do you need a lift up to that tree? <laughs> something like something, something kind of like that. Where well, it wasn't after the show; it was during the show where I was getting. Uh, I, I was getting mad about uh, a, a a dwarf issue, and uh, and then like I could just tell the audience was not laughing. Right? They 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 were more just, and I looked at the eyes of the audience. They're just like, yep. Oh, oh God. Yep. Oh, Concerned for you. That's that's not good. But that goes back to nobody wants to see pity, especially when you're on stage. Yeah. Pity's the fucking worst. Yeah. Pity somehow makes them think they're better. In my eyes, when someone pities me, that means they think they're better than. Yeah, that make yeah. in a little way like yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's below me in a yeah. way, well, I mean, so I pity that. Yeah. You never want to be the example. Yes. when people go like, "Well, I think my life sucks," but then look at what so and so is going yes. through. Look at what Adam is going through. Look what Brad's going through. Josh, like that. You don't want to be that example. You're like, no, no, no. I want to be the guy from up on high that when my that when my life sucks, I go, "Oh, well, at least I'm not like that." He, I wish I had learned younger that the trick to success the the beginning of the trick to success is the easiest thing which is just be you yeah mm-hmm. do you know what i mean for yeah. so long we which is why i don't think there are, are very many the best comedians have lived it a little bit it's you don't yeah. see a lot of good 24 year old comics right? yeah it's just very rare right at, like right out of the gate and they're very just, rare and even yeah. the ones that like you know there's probably some there are some out there right now that are getting some buzz and whatever but it's like they're still like just scratching the surface of what they are and what they're talking about at 24 it's hard to know who you really are Mm -hmm. so the kids what they did is they one night i was on stage and i could not hold it anymore emotionally like it was just like my day-to-day had put i was emotionally done yeah Mm -hmm. and i told a story that didn't have any punchlines i didn't think i just needed to get it out yeah 
and it, I get better reaction and more guttural laughs than I'd ever had in my life. And it taught me, okay, punchline is mm, sometimes not the most important. Yeah. If I know who you are, if you're mm-hmm. being honest with me, you know, Joe Diaz is a great example of that. You can look at some of his act and you're like, if he wrote it down, you'd be like, I don't see a lot of the punchlines. Right. You get him on stage. Yeah. It's so authentic. Yeah. It's so honest. His who am I comes through that you're laughing. It's, look, on paper, it's, I use this as the best example for me. Kramer enters the room. On paper, not funny. Right. When you know Kramer from Seinfeld. Yeah. And you watch him into the room. When he does the slide and the little now stutter. I'm in. Yeah. And now I'm in. Now I'm in. There. Because he's given his authenticity. So for me, it took a while to do that with comedy. That night where I just kind of emoted and a lot of the stuff was frustration based. And, and I was like, and people were receptive to my real life. Yeah. You yeah. were locked in emotionally and they could they could get that you were that yeah. you cared about what you were talking about so yes. they cared yeah, and, yeah. but it and made you, you relatable too because that's yeah. I mean when we're going up there and people don't know who we are or do a little bit or whatever even if they do a lot they still want to be like how are you how are we going to connect right now yeah you know? that's why the, the people who you know it, and again you can tell a young comic to me by what they're talking about mm-hmm. and if, if there's no segue if there's nothing that really matches in their set and it's filled with 20 premises I've heard before mm-hmm it, then you're like, oh, this he hasn't lived enough to yeah. bring himself or herself to the stage. Yeah. Right. And, and you feel, oh, go yeah. ahead. And I, I was going to say, and the the audience probably went with you because what you were talking about, they could relate to on some way, like, especially if you're talking about your kids. Yeah. Like, there's, if you're venting frustrations about being a parent, there's parents in the audience that are just like, oh, God, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, that's, that's what I go through a lot. And, and everyone was a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that I like when I talk, especially with my kids older, right? When I talk about their teenage experiences, that's stuff that we all still remember. Like my son, okay, this happened recently. I was walking into his room and I wanted to tell him something and I walk over to his bed and he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa don't step on that sock. <laughs> his, it was his jerk off sock, right? And I was like, oh my God, dude, like... <laughs> Can't you sweep those under the bed? And yeah, he was like, it's my room. I was like, it's not your room. This is my room that you're staying in. Wow. Just so you know. Let's get mm-hmm. that fucking clear. Yeah. So in my room that you're staying in, your nut rags need to end up in a <laughs> fucking hamper or under the bed. This, these are all my rooms. Yeah. You yeah. just happen to be living in one of them. Yeah. Don't get it fucking twisted. Until we can afford a, a jerk-off room yeah. where, everyone can, where there can be fucking cum socks everywhere. And by the way. Until I have cum sock money. <laughs> You clean up your fucking... Yeah, and let me tell you something. By the way, oh my at my house, for me, yeah. every room is my jerk-off room. <laughs> for sure. Like, fuck you, right? Yeah. But- and yeah, you have the right to be able to come into his room and jerk off, and you don't want to see his shit. Mark my territory. Yeah, I can yeah. leave my sock here if I wanted to. But you see a sock in here shaped like a teepee? I just came in here and fucking... I left it for you. I let, I let it dry in the room for a little while, just to like some fucking... <laughs> Pimp shit. Okay, that is a mic drop moment. Yeah. That that is. Is. Jesus. Oh, oh man. Come on. Come uh, on. Well, hey, at least he told you not to touch it. Uh, he was nice. <laughs> like, Wait, so when you so when you got on Chelsea lately, then I mean, if you'd gotten on, let's say, like having that defining moment where you you're on stage and you're like, oh man, now I'm because I'm sure that was a, a light switch moment for yes. you, right? Where yes. you're like, and I mean, Chelsea Lee, that show being such a great platform to be like, hey, just to be you, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's how you're gonna get the most. Uh, response, I feel like, uh, and um, and some people probably were better at that than others that were just truly with all of their jokes and comments and and uh, discussion um, 
skill sets. Uh, but like, if you had gotten on that, what, like five years prior, do you feel like you would have not? Yeah, I don't know if I would have. You know, I learned a lot from her. She would tell me, you know, you're different than anybody on this show. So be you. Mm-hmm. Nobody does you as well as you do. So be you. And there were times, like, if the to me, the best episodes of the show were the were when there were three people on that panel who didn't come in with a ton of jokes prepared. They came in and they listened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they bantered. Look, when you were on my show, yeah. that was a great episode. Yeah. Because you three. It was me, it was Fortune. Fortune and Theo. Yeah. And, and Theo Vaughn. Yeah. yeah. And you three listened to each other and bantered off of each other. Yeah. The best part. And that's why, look, this format of podcast is yeah. good. You're listening to funny people have a conversation. That's what the best Chelsea's were. When right. there were three funny people doing things it wasn't in a just, humorous way. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't just, just set up. Pre-written up. joke. Pre-written joke. Pre-written yeah. joke. Chelsea yes. comments. Pre-written joke. Like, the worst is when somebody would start, like say that it was about Justin Bieber or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then so the first person would say something that veered it off topic a little bit. Yeah. But you could tell one person wanted to get to their joke. So they went back to the topic. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, we're just, gone. Yeah, because now you just pulled it yeah. back in the Adjust. wrong direction. Didn't make sense. Because also, yes. A, you're not um, showing your um, you know, wherewithal to be able to adjust like that. But also, you're missing out on some great authentic moment organically that could have happened between you veering off the path and yes. just trusting yourself to be funny in the moment. But, you know, not everybody is that comfortable to be able to just – they're like, hey, I came in with my jokes, and this is what's going to yeah. get me laughs and recognition. And if I don't do those, then – But sometimes that would do the opposite. And I would say – you know, one thing I also learned from that show is, especially in today's day and age, your opinion is as funny, is as important as how funny you are. Because people will get, if they like your point of view, they will, f- they'll be interested in what you do. Yeah. Like yeah. Your point even of view. If, even if they don't necessarily agree with you. Yes. They'll just be like, oh, but that's interesting. Yeah. That's new. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, uh, I'm, I've heard people that are absolutely 100% pro gun that 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 can watch Jim Jeffries' gun control bit and laugh their ass off, and it's not like they don't have to be like, well, but I don't agree with them. Doesn't yeah. matter. Just that's who he is, and that's he's being his authentic self in that in that bit, and people recognize that and they laugh. But we've lost the ability in this country to go, okay, that person has a different point of view than I do, and I'm still gonna have a conversation with him yeah because yeah. a lot of look that's deal breakers now for a lot of people which d- listen th- it's called it's okay to disagree it's fucking that's how you arrive at g- really good answers yeah is you have disagreements yeah if if like i would hate to live in a world that everyone thought exactly like me how because oh my god dude if I everybody think- loved cool runnings as much as i do <laughs> i dude i probably wouldn't live here the t- the kids television great show movie? Huh? great movie great movie fuck yeah you don't like that movie it's are you putting it in a, in some sort of top 10? No, well, top 10 movies that made me feel something when I was 10. Oh my, I don't even have that list. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't even have that list. I just made it up, but I feel like it should be there if that list did exist. <laughs> yeah. Who's got that it made me feel something when I was 10? Yes. What the f- <laughs> cool cool runnings. Oh. D2 Buddy Ducks 2. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Dude, Doubtfire. Mrs. A, hey, come on, man. Simon Birch. Split at that point. Let me I'm tell you single something. mom. Everything is heightened emotionally. I'm if gonna... I see four black guys carry a fucking bobsled and I cry, that's on my dad for leaving, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and God bless if I didn't look at John Candy like a father figure. All right, let's move along. <laughs> I will tell you, 
my one movie like that that I think is completely underrated, and I think high, yeah. mm-hmm. high. I would tell you high. It's in my t- the the hardest I've ever top five laughed in a theater. High. Mm-hmm. I in on, on that list is Tropic Tropic Thunder. Oof, yeah. yeah. This is the end. Good one. When high in the theater was mm-hmm. like, oh my god. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you something. High in the theater. The first Scooby Doo. What? <laughs> Said nobody ever. Freddie what? Prince. Freddie Scooby-Doo? Prince. Oh my god! It was so funny. What? Matthew Lillard. Did you go in with such low expectations? Yes. Ah, we'll see. That helps. Uh, the first Scooby Doo. I walked out of the theater with my brother. Like, I am so happy we came here today. Isn't that the best. What's that can almost change your year when you go into a movie and you're like, I thought I was gonna get nothing out of yes. this. Mm-hmm. I did that with MacGruber. MacGruber had some scenes that come on could carry an entire yeah. like if the rest of the movie was shitty there are two scenes where you're like i would have paid twenty dollars <laughs> right. to see those two scenes yeah um absolutely can we do about 10 more minutes ben are you good uh, yeah. well it's 328 or seven more minutes 335 yeah yeah because you gotta or do you need to go in like two minutes we said 330 for you, you uh we're good okay. like we can go tell we can go another 10 yep 340 yep perfect okay. Um, I want to know that once you started touring with Chelsea, right, and doing like yeah. private jet life, yeah, yeah, because because um, uh, Adam and I have both been on bus life. Me too. We had, but like you got to do private jet life. I well, I toured with Cable Guy, so we did. Oh jeez, I toured with Cable Guy. What? So I played in front of you know the biggest comedy crowd ever. We did. 50, he sold fifty three thousand. You opened that show. Yeah. At where Nebraska? Where Holy where the, where the university where the University of Nebraska plays football? Yeah. You were the opening act on that show. Okay. So holy fuck. So he at the beginning of the show for Comedy Central. Yeah. They were gonna have a guy dressed like Larry parachute in. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know. I didn't watch the special. But I did. Yeah. The, the dude parachuted in. In reality, he crashed into the empty stands. And their cement broke his coccyx. There were no wood chips there. No, no wood chips. <laughs> broke his coccyx, broke his fibia, something like that. Okay. And one of his ribs cracked him. For sure. But, Just because Brad doesn't know where's the coccyx, uh, coccyx again? The coccyx is around <laughs> where the cock is. It's that bone behind it, I believe. Oh, no. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's not a good bone to break. No, no. Okay, so, so the guy was about 60. It was oh, his retirement jump. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh God! So he starts to parachute in, and the wind starts to blow, and we're standing backstage. And and cable guy Dan turns to me, he goes, "I don't think he's gonna make it." (laughs) That's hilarious. And he hits the cement. God! And everyone goes, "Oh, well, you know, we're comics. We were like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah." But the show can't start because he's dressed like cable guy until he walks from the stands to behind the curtains, so it looks like cable guy comes out. So we're sitting there behind the curtains like, come on, come on. With broken bones and everything. He and limped 60. his way over. He got behind the curtain, fucking collapsed like a, oh. like a savage. Dude, that's balls. Wow. balls. So did... Um, Cable uh, guy went out, yep. Did he have to limp on stage to kind of keep he, the illusion that... He didn't limp. He did like a, like a crazy run kind of... Like a stumble where like it's a just like... of the Apes run. Yeah. yeah. I was like... <laughs> And so it was well, amazing. Well, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's walk on stage. Now, you know, Cable Guy donated all the ticket sales to charity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that, that shit is just not talked about enough. I think in any... He's not talked about enough. I think he's been the butt of too many jokes. You know, we counted one night. You know, he does 379 punchlines a night. What? <laughs> the, that, first insane. of all, remembering those. Yes. Yeah. 
and he's and he's a tip and he's more of a traditional sort of joke. setup yeah, joke yeah. kind of guy. So my brother was like, "I'm going to go. I don't think he's funny." I'm like, "Listen, you're not going to laugh at every joke, mm-hmm. but you're he's telling 379. You're going to have a good time. Yeah, you're going to have a good time. If you told somebody that, yeah, on paper, that's and he, my brother, went and came afterwards. He was like, "That dude is a legitimate joke writer, and would he had a new hour and a half every 18 months." Jeez. Every eighteen months. That's not so. St- when I hear people, but they're like, "Well, this fucking Larry the Cable Guy." I'm like, "You try, try to it's do." It's jealousy, man. People just, uh, you know, it's all it is. It, it, it really is. And, like, and you can't listen. You cannot say Larry the Cable Guy is not funny because he sold out a fucking yeah. football stadium. You can say I don't think or I don't. He's not my style not my of humor. Style. You can say Phrase, that. Yep. Phrasing is everything. Yes. That, that you can say that and I can't argue that because I can say, no, you think he's funny because if he doesn't speak to you, then he's whatever. He's made me laugh. So oh, it's like, if you're, yes. uh, what are you, are you a heartless me, person who doesn't yeah. like comedy? Because, I would guarantee you most of the people who don't like him have never heard right. one of his jokes. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing that happened to Dane a little bit, unfortunately, yeah. where, it, you know, people were like, he got the it was just like the Dane Cook moniker, and and I remember my brother was like, "Fucking!" My other brother was like, "I, I got three of them." He was like, "I don't think Dane Cook's funny." I'm like, "Which which joke?" He was like, "I really haven't. I mean, I've heard too many of his jokes." I'm like, "No, go yeah. listen." Yeah, or see it live. I mean, yeah, live him is, live is. Mm-hmm. I still to this day have never seen anything like when he was coming up at the Laugh Factory before like SNL before yeah. that year that really. And I would go by myself and stay in the back. And I said it before, I just I've never seen anyone to this day hold the crowd on the palm of their hand like that. We're literally, I mean. <sighs> electric and Dude. everything and so like well and people sitting on the edge of their seat to where i mean and phones were there was just no he could have done said anything as an entertainer yeah say forget his comedy if you don't like it as somebody who performs on a stage i when i see him i can't stop watching him He's like, yeah. to watch him, I'm like, this yeah. dude is a fucking, he's yeah. a great entertainer. And he's height, too. You know, it's like, you, I mean, there's, you know, there was no dead air. But it's what I love about comedy, right? Yeah. What yeah. I love about comedy is it's 100% subjective. And there is something for everybody. Absolutely. But I, we're held to higher standards, of though. Course. Look, I mean, think about musicians. Mm-hmm. If there was a musician or a band that put out five albums over five years, and they only had one hit on every one of those albums, but mm-hmm. they had one hit. Yeah. They would be considered a huge success. Yeah, if huge, you put out five massive. albums and only one joke was funny on all five of those albums, <laughs> we'd be horrible. You wouldn't have got to the fifth album. No, you wouldn't have got to the fifth album. Yeah, because when they hear us, they mm-hmm. don't talk about what was funny. They talk about that one thing they didn't like. Yeah. When they go to a band, they're like, "Oh, fucking! Did you hear Ed Vedder sing alive? That was it." <laughs> yeah. They they, 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 they they just say that they don't they don't walk out. They're going. I mean, it was all right, but then they came out and said, "All right, we're gonna play this song for the new album." Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. No, you you and that's we're held to a different standard. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Journey. Mm-hmm. Not only are they touring on "Don't Stop Believing," they they're touring now with a Filipino. It doesn't even <laughs> fucking matter. It's not even Steve Perry. <laughs> Can you imagine? It doesn't matter. Can you, can you, can you imagine if like, all right, Brad Williams is going on tour. He's not going to be a dwarf this time. Yeah. <laughs> He's not. He's gonna... going out as Dave Chappelle this time. So. <laughs> like that would be like that. Like that would be the equivalent. And 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 obviously now you. So you've hung out with with, with Larry and so so you know like he's. The nicest dude. Yeah. Sold, sold out of football stadium. What was that show like, didn't, though? Didn't buy, didn't, like you said, didn't buy a Bentley. Donated all the charity. Yeah. It's nuts. It, the, the show was interesting because, um, you know, the crowd was so big that you would tell a joke and you'd get a wave of laughter from the people up front. Yeah. And then you would start your other joke and then a wave of laughter came in from way back <laughs> during your setup. That's 
insane. So it took me two or three minutes to to kind of push through it because when the first wave came that I wasn't expecting, I was like, it you pulled threw. out. Yeah, you pulled back because yeah. the people up front are waiting. The timing was they're waiting for when the laughs come from the back. The people up front are like, we're ready for the next shit. And yeah. you're like, well, I gotta wait though. So then, I mean, it, it, but it, look, they all hear it at the same time, yeah. but the noise would travel. So yeah. it was an interesting thing. I will tell you, I loved the tour bus life. I loved mm-hmm. it, loved it, loved it. I never slept better than I did on the tour bus. Uh, same, totally. It's a it, it's a damn womb. You're just like sitting in that and black. Bunk. Black is night, yeah. and it just rocks you to sleep. Yeah. I haven't done the bus. I'm doing the bus thing next year, but I haven't done it. But when I when I went, went out with Adam Devine, yeah, we yeah, went, but we best. did this one last year, and it was plain train rental car and it was dope because every night was a different city and right. also he it was his first tour so he didn't know what kind of an audience these two three thousand seat theaters that we did he didn't know that that was there yet because it was his first one so now that it was there what an amazing thing yeah. to have your first tour be that yeah right so did he skip comedy clubs altogether no he started he's been i mean we started at the same time and he was working here and right. then workaholics came and then he just you know he that to- took up all of his time and then he still and he still does it but then and him and i would do random weekends right. and when i think when live nation knew that there was like oh a big tour at um at uh, their disposal is we did uh stand up live in phoenix and they announced it on like a tuesday no press and the shows you know it's a 650 seat yeah, both huge. sold out in like a day and so they were like oh you should there's a demand for you because you know and he was that popular and, and people didn't know he did stand up because he wasn't doing it all the time right. so then they were coming out in in high numbers so um do you know how badly my son wanted to come the other night to meet him oh he was just, here at the oh, improv I, no at the goddamn comedy oh, the oh he wanted to my son we'll, almost, we'll figure that out he almost cut off three of his toes so he and his <laughs> So he's still on crutches, so he couldn't make it. But oh, we'll figure we'll figure something. Oh, out. he was like the fucking dude. Oh my god! Yeah, and he's the coolest. I mean, he'd be. Uh, he he. We were discussing. He told me he couldn't grow the. His facial hair is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can grow. This is not going anywhere. How? Like, when did you shave? Saturday. And you can grow almost cheek hair. No, it's not going to that guy. It's, it's uh, a, you yeah. get defensive about that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> no, cool, no. Cool. I have a defined hey. line. Hey. No Chica and Cool Runnings is a sweet movie on my movies that make me feel something at 10 list. You see him, he jumped a little bit. No, no, that's not her. I don't know what you're talking about. Chica. You talk about fucking how great, ungreat America is in the middle of an Austrian street, and I will fucking... No, no. That's not to shift gears, but we only have a few minutes left. And I do want to know, when you were on, like... So you started traveling with Chelsea in that yeah. private jet life, and those, and that also that's also just a clear indication of, like, oh, man, like, shit is in... You're you're not doing food stamps anymore at no. that point, right? Yeah. So do you? How often do you think about that when you're? In the, did you have a moment on the on the where you li- exit stage from a show with Chelsea and, and get back on a plane and you're just like and you're on the show? It's like you know because that show, how, I mean, it was just um, such a great catapult, right? And it yeah. took. Is that what made then then being able to tour and just changing the life? And- Look, Radio City Music Hall was that was it for me. Holy shit! Yeah, that was it for me. You know, there's wow. a couple iconic places that you were like, oh, I always wanted to play there, but I was like, I'm yeah. never playing Radio City Music Hall. I'm being very yeah, honest. That's with where like the, that's where like an Oscars would be, or like like that's it's, where an award show is. Yeah, and it's just like an uh, iconic theater. Yeah. And so when she asked me, she goes, she said, "Will you open up for me at Radio City?" I was like, uh, and to have. What made it for me, if we're being honest, yeah. was that my parents were there. And there so, and for your parents, like Radio City is like, uh, come on, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, my dad is a pretty stoic Northeastern Jew. And so for me, he teared up a little bit backstage when, you know, he was like, I'm really proud of you. Whoa. And so that was a heavy moment for me. And that was the moment. 
Yeah. Where I was like, this is like... Had, had, were they not supportive of the comedy career? 100% supportive. Oh, okay. Always. But just... Right. But like for him, it was a real tangible yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't watch Chelsea Lit. Yeah. <laughs> you know totally. what I mean? Like, or understand the impact. Yeah. At all. But then good, yeah. the, same, the same way you, can, you say you can't say Larry Cable Guy's not funny because he sold a football stadium. You, you can't say my son's not a successful comedian. Look at this. Yes. He's opening up for the person that's doing radio. He's playing on stage at Radio City Music Hall. What it was for him. And made them laugh. What it was for him is that, look, you know when you're opening for somebody, yep. especially in the theater, depending on who you're opening for, some people will hold for you. Mm-hmm. And be like, no, let's wait for it to fill in. Um, But when I toured with Chels, look, I was part of her show. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a filter in. People were there also to see me. Mm -hmm. So when I walked on stage and my dad, when I got announced, my dad heard that applause. He was like, oh, they're here to see him. They know who he is. This is this is not the all right. Yeah, opening act. When, yeah. is, when do we see Chelsea? Yeah, it, no, it, it wasn't that. It was like the, 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 ah, the guy from the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we so like him. It was huge and like That's like huge. I said, like to see. I mean, you don't know your dad at all, but when I saw my dad <laughs> cry a little bit, it was, t- <laughs> it was that was a tough. It was a it was a fucking real. Last moment. time I saw my dad, he said he was um, accosting some guy about making sandwiches with his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, get him, Dad, get him. Go get him is what I said. I said, go get him. And then I flipped back on full running. He's like, I don't know. He's got kids and a dog. It's a sad situation. And Adam's like, no, you fucking he's take got him out. <laughs> you take him down a peg yeah. with his PB&J empire. Uh, well, that's amazing, dude. That's dude. a sweet. We, you know, there's we make these maps for these um, episodes to have yeah. like just a, um, but obviously we want to give give room to be tangential and just to have and like we got to do another one like I'm, sooner uh, than whatever, later because there's a lot of shit yeah. that I just we you know, asked like two questions from the map and we just went off. What's so, great yeah. too is that like I think of I I think the first jam that I met you when you do the Miley Cyrus I think that's when we actually first met. I think so. And then this last jam like, and that's why I mean. If dudes have sports and comedy and you're not a piece of shit, hey, man, you are going to be just fine as far as like connecting and I bonding agree. and becoming I homies. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it's like, I feel like I've known you for 20 years now. I will tell you what I've heard a couple times. And I, I, I actually, uh, <laughs> this is, I, I was, by the time I left, I was a little drunk. When I got home, my wife was like, how was it? <laughs> this is the quote she told me the next day. You know what I, you know what you said when I said, how was it? I said from the other room, I was, I was taking off my shoes. I made a new friend tonight. <laughs> Dude, I gotta be honest, that replaces yeah. you making fun of my dad leaving. I was like, I made a new friend tonight. Oh, like, like a fucking seven-year-old. Yeah, that's great, Josh. Dude, yeah, like, yeah, but you know what? He's my friend now. Hey, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna go over to his house and play NBA. Yeah. I said the same thing to myself because I'm single and live by myself. Let's thanks, let's move on. But uh so uh but yeah, dude, same uh same sentiment. And you know what? It's also so rare at this stage in the game to like I mean, how many of us are looking to pick up more dude friends at this stage? Yeah. Like, so when you when it happens organically, it, mm-hmm. was, it was just like, like and, you oh, know, being in the same world. Like I'm sure, like I mean, I you know, known to you, but I mean, I'm you know, uh, just you know, nine years in, so like whatever. But I guess once you get in the business of of what we're doing, you know, people. So yeah, and you know what else? Like, look, I feel like, and I've made a concerted effort to change this. I feel like early on, and somebody told me this, they were like, oh, you know what? we always thought you were kind of aloof. And I was like, why? And they said, because you would do your set and leave. But we didn't know that you had kids. Yeah. Like I never, I'm not, I don't hang too much because especially when they were younger, there was no time to hang. No. Right. Do yeah. my set, leave. So I, 
I didn't know until recently that there was, I'm, I, and I don't want to say who it was, but he was like, man, I always thought you were super aloof. And now you were being a grown up. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, I had, sh- I, it wasn't that I didn't want to hang out. I would have loved to stayed out and got fucked up. Right. But so you had I, to get sleep so you could take care of all your kids shit before you did your own work. Yes. Like that next day. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, I've made a concerted effort recently, actually, because the kids are older just mm-hmm. to, uh, to not do that because I, yeah. I, I didn't know that was my, reputation because i know that's not what i am this is so funny dude there's so much of i mean people just perceive and assume yes because Mm -hmm. there's also like not a lot of opportunities when we're out and about to have and that's why this podcasting is so great because it's like to get all this backstory and you know we'll do it again obviously with even more but uh you don't have these types of conversations i wouldn't talk about my fucking uh, you know, uh, dad it, affiliation for cool runnings. I wouldn't yeah. talk about my top <laughs> 10 movies that make me feel at 10 yeah. in, a, in a public conversation. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, but that's the beautiful thing. You're right about yeah. this format is we get to the people who are listening. Don't want to hear joke, 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 joke. You mix real with three funny people. Yeah. yeah. Well, two funny people. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, I know. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't tell Adam. Don't tell Adam. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? And then it's, yeah. it's, entertaining to listen yeah. to hope. yeah and then and then i like that uh two of us repped our teams and then one just kind of showed up like i don't really care well because yeah, I'm, I'm not, not insecure enough where i really have to fucking <laughs> i mean my team is one over and over <laughs> and over you know what's again. so funny too my dad bought me the shirt i didn't even think about it oh you like are whole... to rep your dad too yeah, he, there's a lot of just... he likes me he bought me this well, shirt. he gave me this before he peaced <laughs> out and said i'm about to go stop this sandwich motherfucker i go wow are you samuel jackson the white version <laughs> Um, well, uh, okay. When, when, when you come back and you will, we, yeah. we, we will come back with homework. We will all come back with the top 10 movies that made us feel things at 10. At yeah. 10? At yes. 10, at 10 or 9. Okay. 10? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 10. Now, yeah. Yeah. That's, and then let's we leave people with a hanger. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we, so we will come back and we, and we'll do the follow up to that. But, uh, yeah, Josh, thanks for, uh, guys, thank you for having me. This was the best. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks, dude. So. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? 
<laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.